Oh my god. <laughs> Why are we playing Star Wars music? Star Wars, <laughs> Star Trek, Star Trek. Steve was Steve was just messing with you to see if you're paying attention. He knows the difference, kind of. Hi there, welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I'm here, as always, with Head of Development at Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? I'm not going to talk smack about Total Biscuits today. Okay, okay so you're showing your strength. I was, I was planning on it, and Maddie <laughs> talked me down at the last minute. So I just want everyone to know that even though I could talk smack about Total Biscuit today, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it classy. So you're not going wow. to tell us all the things that you were going to say if you weren't talking smack about Total Biscuit? That's that's absolutely correct. You could say all of them in a hypothetical. I I okay. So I'm gonna. There was a. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> she almost fell for it too. She, that was awesome. she did, and then she's like, "Oh, I caught you, Maddie. Nearly I knew what you were up to, Maddie." Yeah. I feel bad now. We're bad influences, is what we Maddie, are. Maddie, do you ever feel bad? Mm, not really. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, oh, that was Mega Man music. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's kind of... What is that? Is that I'm uh, dancing right Wood, now. Woodman's, Woodman's stage? Is that what that is? I'm not sure. It's it's the uh, the Think Geek. They actually have a Mega Man blaster gun that oh you can buy. Oh, my God. Really? And, yeah, it's coming soon, and it looks amazing and i think that we should all like buy one for steve that's all i'm saying i actually awesome. was at newberry comics a couple days ago a couple weeks ago and i maureen had to talk me out of buying the plush Mega Man arm cannon that they had there on well, the shelf that's it this is the buster gun but it's not plush it's actually the buster gun like i think that you could probably actually shoot people with it the chat room is mocking us for immediately going off the rails, by the way. <laughs> I thought this was, but this is about at least... Steve is great. One can, I, can I explain it's something? Okay, you are, you are tuning in to Isometric on, on the live stream. <laughs> you know what you are getting yourself into. Like, no I have apologies. no apologies for no any apologies. of you. You shouldn't have come live. You want to hear it all clean? No, you don't. The rails and the you show can wait never until Monday morning if you want to hear the version of the show that Steve puts together that presumably makes more sense than whatever this is because other people seem to like it. If you don't, I'm so, telling you, Steve is getting carpal tunnel on the freaking weekend trying to make us sound professional. Like, is, <laughs> Despite like, all of your best efforts, by the way. Right. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Anyway, we also have Assistant Games Editor of Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing really great. Um, I I plan to uh, diss Total Biscuit a lot on this show, and I'm really glad that nobody else is because I have a bunch of stuff to say, and I don't want to be interrupted by anybody. So yeah. Okay. Okay. If I don't if I don't say this, like people <laughs> people are gonna tweet me, and I'm gonna get bothered by our listeners all day Monday. I'll about say this. it. Okay. If you won't. So I was I was on Nightline. Uh, last night and uh, you know it did very well Um, actually Gamergate's pretty upset about it to the point where I have to have like extra security this weekend for Arisha so it's been a really stressful day overall 
And so it goes on YouTube, and the number one comment for the YouTube stream is Total Biscuit basically calling Anita Sarkeesian a liar. And he had no idea what he was talking about. Like, what he's calling her a liar about is just beyond factually true. It's very simple to find. You can type into Google and find it in, like, four seconds. It's ridiculous that this this loud jerk gets so much attention when he just doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. And I'm just not a fan of him. I, I think he's a loud bully. And, you know, he should just leave people alone that know what they're doing. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yep. Okay. We also have a psychotherapist by day and a senior orc slayer from imore.com <laughs> by night, uh, Georgia Dow. How you doing, Georgia? S- someone on our Twitter feeds is going to be really happy. <laughs> That's what they've been hoping for. Uh, oh, my God. I am looking at this on ThinkGeek right now, and it, oh, my God, it lights up. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. This is how amazing. Would we, how would we get $80, though? I can just <laughs> embezzle all the Girl Scout cookie money that I'm about to be coming right. into and buy that with it. We have a couple things to talk about, to announce. We have news. We haven't recorded in a while. Well, we haven't recorded in a while, so we have a lot to talk about. But before we talk about that stuff, we have to talk about, well, first of all, George is going to be talking at NS North in Montreal the weekend of April 10th. Wow. Um, Yes, I will be. And so I wanted to make sure to mention that. And then all of us are going to be doing a live show at PAX East. I know mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. we need to have people give us ideas of how we can make like what they want to see from us at Paxis because we're going to be live doing the show. I think that like we should have votes if Steve should be wearing a panda costume. I yeah. want to be wearing I mean, that not... Mega Man that Mega Man arm cannon is what I want to be wearing. Uh, we we need ideas like we need to find a live turkey to dress up as a hand. Yeah, we, a I would say cage. that we are not going to spend any time discussing video games at all. So pretty much <laughs> we're going to pack the entire show with novelties and gimmicks. So per- pretty much anything to do with that. So yeah, like if you want a poke rap or some sort yeah. of musical performance of some kind or a cosplay scenario that can be worked out. It's all Whatever doable. you say, we can do anything. Panda Mega Man. Someone from the chat room wants a Panda Mega Man. Well, I that is that doable. is my uh, that is my Twitter avatar is Bamboo Pandemonium for Mega Man X Eight. Well, we, we should also mention when the panel is. <laughs> it's May, on Friday. It's tentatively. Well, it's not the, it the schedule is okay. not well, final tentatively, yet. Tentatively, it's on yeah. Friday, March sixth at eight p.m. in the Condor Theater. Yes. If that changes, we'll let you know. But um, yeah, so I know that Pax is also sold out. So, whoops. So hopefully you already got tickets. I hope you already got a ticket because... Maddie, if you don't do a pokey rap, I'm going to be very sad. I, I'm going to... I I don't know. If you don't do a pokey <laughs> rap, I will have to do a pokey rap. I will like, do the pokey rap. I don't oh, know if I can pull game. together... I don't know if I can pull together none of the, one of those Twitter handle raps like I did. I can do the pokey rap, but the pokey rap has already been written. I don't have to compose anything in that I want to see Maddie Myers unleash the rage. I want to see you, <laughs> you up on that see, stage. You want to see like three minutes and ten seconds of me reciting rhyming Pokemon names... Well, no, I don't to want it, like the I don't want the the kid version. I want you to like I want to see angry white rapper girl Maddie like like oh, just no. 
Like, you want me to like re- release a screamo remix yes. of the poker yes. rap? <laughs> yes. But I only no. want this if Bree is breaking furniture at the same time. Absolutely. At That'll tune, be the percussive element to, is that exactly. Bree brings a lot of Frank's books with her and she just <laughs> throws them into the crowd. And Frank never sees those books people. again. Those are gone. Those are long gone at that point. Those are souvenirs for everybody. Our poor people. For if you're looking forward to making a lot of money from a from a personal injury lawsuit against us, then Absolutely. make sure to come yeah. to and our... And you uh, sit in the front uh, row. <laughs> yell, yell, Dawabunga, and then Bree will shoot a book at you. Before we talk about video games, we need to talk about the fact that George just shot a sniper rifle at CES. Oh my CES. God! I have been researching anti-sniper rifle armor, and it doesn't exist. I'm dead. I'm dead. George has taken her her orc her orc hunting to a new level. Have you read about that particular sniper rifle? Like you could put like jacketed armor in it, and like shoot through tanks and stuff. Like. Like, oh my god, we are doomed. <laughs> and the worst part is Canada now has this technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one sniper rifle in all of Canada. Yeah, and, and, and of powered- course Georgia would own it. Okay. I mean, if anybody in Canada was going to Georgia, own- don't you have like a part of your mind that's going like, gosh, didn't I like close out 2004 like making everybody think I was a serial killer. Like maybe I should just back it off and t- start twenty fifteen. You know what? No, fun. Georgia leans into it. She doubles down on it. Should we explain any of this at all, or are we just so, going to act like Georgia so, literally owns a sniper rifle and that's the whole story? So the reason that we didn't record last week is that Georgia went to CES and apparently she and Serenity Caldwell <laughs> went to CES to record videos of them harassing. Uh, every every strange booth that was there. So they were jumping on mattresses and mm. riding in rocket skates. And then there's this picture on the internet of Georgia w- holding a sniper rifle in her hand at CES. The cool part about the sniper rifle is that it has um, glasses that come with it. And they have a little tiny screen that you can see through the sight. So you know exactly what you're pointing at. And it's called the Mile Maker. And it was pretty... It was pretty cool. And the glasses, they weren't like dorky looking. They looked pretty sick. The funniest part, though, is that I asked the guy, like, listen, can I can I hold the gun? And as I grab the gun to hold it, like security starts coming in like they're not too thrilled about this. And in the picture, you can see some guy sticking his hand on the gun, like as if I'm going to like actually go crazy and and uh i wonder they knew who they, they were dealing with about you yeah do you think maybe they were like that's georgia dow uh right she's not they're probably listeners yeah yeah <laughs> he was talking about her yeah so it was it was cs was a lot of fun yeah so you should go listen to last vector if you want to hear all about because they talked about you know in more detail and apparently there's something some sort of a selfie stick to take pictures of your butt, which was, you know, that dovetailing. That's hilarious. Yeah, what? it's called the Belfie, okay? It's the Belfie. Terrible name, but go and on. It is a selfie stick that is made just for taking pictures of your rear end. So the next time that an iPhone comes out, Georgia won't even need anybody else <laughs> to take pictures. <laughs> She'll be able to do it all by herself. I can't That takes that. all the fun yeah, out of it, though, I'm doesn't going. it? I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> they had the funniest thing, though. I went, I went and there was... Um, uh, a mouse that you hold to play a video game with and it was called the the mouse they called it the isometric mouse so i had ah. to of course try it out because i'm like oh that's like that's for me and you you're like you squeeze down to work like your pecs 
And and then your character on the screen will go up or down on the screen depending on your force. And I've realized I have l- much less my muscle mass than I wanted to. I can't say that the product worked really well, but it they had some interesting tech out. So there we go. They they had some neat stuff to try out. I I just want to say, Georgia, like I think your butt pick from the iPhone <laughs> six picture is way better than the butt pick of the model on the Belfi <laughs> website. <laughs> I just want to say, like, oh, I now feel, I have to take a look. I feel like you did it better. So mm-hmm, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Let me, let me take a peek at the. Uh, you see what you have me doing, Bree? Like, I'm like, I'm, uh, yeah. Like, excuse I me. I, we're we're about to discuss a a topic that has hot guys in Final Fantasy in my browser search That's history. That's true. That That's is so, true. Yeah. This is not, this is totally right up its alley. You're right. The, the thing about the Belfi stick is that it's huge. Like, who? Are, how are you going to carry this stick? This stick is like. Enormous. Actually, yeah, it, it is not what I was expecting it to be. It looks like a gag gift that you would give somebody. Because you're not going to put this in your purse. You're not going to fit it in your pocket. And it's it's from a dating like website, like, uh, it, and so they had a lot of people, I guess, that were taking like pictures like from behind, and so they said, let's do this better. This okay. Is, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Anyway, so let, let's, well, since we're on the topic, we may as well talk about this guy in Final Fantasy that, the, that yeah. you know, the three of you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Because um, this was right after we put up the last episode. See, you were saying that it was Final Fantasy fifteen. The link that I saw is that it's some mobile Final Fantasy game that this guy is in. Yeah, I was mistaken okay. when I tweeted that. Originally. So I wasn't sure yeah. if I was getting the wrong. I didn't know if there were more hot Final Fantasy guys or if I was getting the wrong one. But well, there are many hot well, fin- Final Fantasy. Yeah, guys. that's like yeah. the default state okay. for a Final yeah. Fantasy guy. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't. You know, like name a Final Fantasy guy who isn't hot. Pretty hard to do. Some of them have terrible Auron, fashion sense, Auron. of course. But I feel I, like are on. I whatever. I'm not going to argue <laughs> about this right now. <laughs> we'll argue about it later. Okay, so people were infuriated by this guy because anytime there is a hot guy in anything, men get really uncomfortable and it's funny. <laughs> you see, I don't think it was just that he's a hot guy that people were uncomfortable. I think that it was because they objectified him because he's wearing like this armor that's like guys are like oh my god that armor like that's completely ridiculous why would he have his back open like it's so funny so i'm watching people as they're upset because they're like oh his back is open that's completely ridiculous and part of his butt is showing in this armor and no one would do that and and how could they use him as a sex object and so i'm like huh yeah does that bother Mm. you does that make you feel slightly bothered that the character you're playing is being objectified and looked at as first a sex object and then this great character that has all of these different, you know, spells and cool dealings. So, you know, and he does. He has like all these tattoos. His armor barely covers most of his body parts. When, you know, he's he's doing a strike shot, you get like his butt armor is like mostly covering. It looks like his... the butt equivalent of boob armor is what it looks well, like. Well, he's got mm-hmm. like the little thong thing that comes over the butt armor. Right. As right? he's slashing women... That looks extremely right. yeah. uncomfortable. It's, hello thank you right right and i'm like right. you know what this kind of it's it's very interesting how people are outraged at this but it's like, not wow. just that it's i mean it's so great like it's not just this <laughs> this hot dude that's so naked and like 
the camera like pointed at his butt thong as he's like slashing Final his Fantasy monsters. Then it goes full Playgirl, like like he's he's like laying down on like a beach and like with his the pouty skin lips. Is he's got the pouty lips. He's pouty yes, lips. Yes, he's just like sitting there looking so helpless, like as he lies there and the sun twinkles behind him. It is so awesome because it's the first time I've ever seen this double standard like done so unapologetically. Yeah, like, it's, it's like the Hawkeye like, project for video right, games almost. But, right. the, the, that is done as a joke. Like ordinarily, this is the kind of thing the, that people create as a joke. I do not think that this is a joke at all. No, no, no. I think no it's a real game. Either. It's a real <laughs> game. And I, I think that's amazing. And I... I guess it just kind of illustrates that anytime you put a character in a really sexualized atmosphere, that is also seen as feminine because we only ever see women performing sexuality. We men don't really do men it. do, but it's so, in an aggressive way. It's well, not we, like right, him right, that right, does right, it in but a like sultry this way. This style of being vulnerable is considered feminine. So I think a lot of people are reacting to that and being like, "Oh, he's he's." too girly and it's not it's not that it's that he's being positioned in a way that only women characters ever have been and people just don't know how to react to that and that's funny to me <laughs> I, I I did think I thought some of the posing felt more I, th- I thought it felt more homoerotic than you know like lady porn I you think know? so but that's yeah. just, I think that's mostly because the only context in which we see men sexualized are in is in porn that's designed for gay men. Like right. there still really isn't porn that's designed for women, but that's probably not appropriate to talk about on this show, <laughs> which is a family friendly show. But if yeah, you are you... driving your children to work right now. I'm really sorry. Yeah. We were talking about perms and getting your hair done and how, you know, guys and girls. Yeah. And this guy has great hair. He really, really does great. have great oh hair. Oh my God. Yeah. I like his hair. I would, I would, I would go out for coffee with this guy. Would you? I would, I would brush his hair. I would brush his hair. Yeah. I would invite him over to my place to play some Street Fighter. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Would, would he use a square gate or an octo gate? Mm. Whatever he, he wants. He could use any I gate. Say. Yeah. Octo gate. <laughs> oh, my God, Georgia. <laughs> uh, Are we going to have to edit all that out? Oh, my God. <laughs> We might have to edit all that out. You see, that's why you listen to to, to listen to it live. <laughs> every every okay. episode is the episode that gets us canceled. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I thought it was. I mean, even to get beyond the sexual angle, I think it's an interesting project because, like, they they've up the this is a game for mobile, so they've up the poly count and the shaders, and I mean, this is a sophisticated. You know, skeletal mesh that we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, you thought are, it was Final Fantasy 15 when you first posted the picture, which is I, you know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, God, that's pretty low res for Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> but maybe maybe it's an alpha or maybe it got downscampled or something like that. So I I was like a little surprised about that, but yeah, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful, and I think it's I think it's really cool to see Square Enix like bringing something that looks ambitious to mobile. Um, I, I also do think out of all the publishers, they are doing some of the most interesting work in the mobile space. Uh, you know, like Chaos Rings was a reasonably good RPG. Uh, they had a vampire game out that I played on a lot of the way to Indiana to get splat. And I don't know, they seem to be taking big bets, you know, trying to innovate in this space and not just, you know, releasing Mega Man 2 ad infinitum. And I don't know. I think it's really cool. 
Well, I guess that kind of leads us into the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is a game that they're coming out with at the end of the month called Life is Strange, which is from the same developer who did Remember Me a couple years ago. And they are the publisher of that game because the game features uh, female, uh, primarily female characters, and they released a dev diary uh, this week, or maybe it was last week, it's, it's the last two weeks are kind of rolling together, staying that the other publishers that they went to were pressuring them to change the protagonist to be male. And it, it's kind of an interesting, an interesting point of view because we've been having a lot of conversations about why a, a protagonist is male or female from pointing at the developer. But I don't think that we've heard – I mean I think there's probably suspicion, but we haven't heard explicitly that the publishers are actually intervening and taking protagonists that were female and pressuring the developers into making them male. I think actually we did hear about it with this same publisher when they were making yeah. Remember oh, Me. Oh, did we really? Did Nod, yep. I remember an article coming out in which Don't Nod came forward and said that they had been pressured to change the Remember Me protagonist to be male with whatever publisher they ended up using. I don't know. I don't remember. I should really remember, but I don't. Sorry. Remember Me. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but yeah, I, I know that there were some articles at the time about that and they pushed really hard to have a female protagonist for that game. And I, I know that not everybody liked it. There were some fair criticisms of it, but I think that the heroine that they wrote is probably the strongest aspect of the game. And I think even the people who reviewed it poorly agreed on that point that that character was really great. So I'm glad that they didn't compromise on that. And I'm really excited about this Life is Strange game. I don't know if y'all have watched the trailer yet, but um, I'm slated to be reviewing it. And I'm waiting for my code to oh, show up. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's coming out at the end of this month, and they're releasing it. It's episodic, so they're releasing it. It's mm-hmm. four or five episodes. Yeah, I'll probably get my code pretty soon and not be able to talk about it <laughs> so get excited for that next week but i mean it's even the first episode just to try it is only five dollars too so that's kind mm-hmm. of a really a really low barrier to entry capcom was the publisher on remember me by the way i think i think that they believe that just women characters cannot carry a game and people aren't going to pay as much money or, or men are going to feel a little bit offended that it's a female which i think does a disservice to men yeah, but yeah. I, it sure I think does. that they completely don't get how far culture has gone to accept like female characters have been on some of the most popular games um and we need more of them so that's my yeah thought on it. i mean like that's ridiculous like what <laughs> i can't even yeah <laughs> that argument I, th- I think cliff blazinski was saying something about this the other day i really agreed with he was talking about how you know by our nature many developers are forward-thinking people. You know, we're always looking for new patterns, trying to create new experiences. We're, we're interested in working with new technology. Marketers and business types, by their nature, are kind of more interested in the past and figuring out what works. Um, you know, marketers are always like, if you, my experience with marketers is like, well, this worked for A, B, and C. We need to do A, B, and C. And I, I, in my experience, I have not seen as much of that, that wanting to reach forward and try something new, uh, you know, with business types and marketers. And I think that's exactly what's kind of, you know, 
hamstrung the progress here. I also think the fact that, you know, this is Square Enix, who has a very rich, awesome history of producing games with women in them. So, you know, I, I, it sounds like a good fit. I also have to say, I was, I was actually kind of surprised that Don't Nod was able financially to come back with a, yeah, a new game. because me too. I thought they were doing really poorly because I know Remember Me didn't do super well. So I, I actually remember hearing about them having a lot of layoffs. After yeah, that, but. yeah, which is why I think you're seeing this episodic, you know, mm-hmm. basically and experiment. It, it does look like it's a smaller scale game, but I I felt like the narrative of Remember Me was a lot stronger than the gameplay mechanic that they came up with. So I if they want to just keep doing visual stories, I don't know if anybody else played Remember Me. Am I did, I yeah. Oh, no, I, I played it. it too. I mean, I and that's the kind of game that I don't like that gameplay, but I forced my way through it because the story was so good. Yeah, and like the part of it that I thought was really interesting was that there were these memory rewinding sequences that were kind of like a spin on a visual novel style where you uh, you sort of are hacking other people's memories. It's a, the premise of the game, but there are only a few parts of the game where you get to do that, and the rest of the game is this extremely tedious awful fighting game mechanic that I really hated and I'm the type of person who you would think would like it, but I just it did not make any sense to me. Really? Um, I, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I, the combat oh, in that game wasn't, wasn't great. I mean, I don't like that type of game anyway, but I mean, there were that, that memory mechanic was really the most interesting part of that game. And they had so few of those sequences and you really could have, they really could have done that as like just a, a smaller game that was just those things as a puzzle yeah, game. Yeah, that was what I said in my review at the time, I think. I guess somebody can dig it up. Um, but I I mean, the the fights were fine. I just they felt really tedious and that's not a good way to feel about a game where you want to hear the story. So I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with a visual novel style where they don't get caught up in feeling like they have to be a gamey game that passes some sort of hardcoreness test of having like a whole lot of fighting sequences that in my opinion weren't very good and remember me and brought the quality of the game down i, I guess the one thing that i'm really disappointed by is that the marketers and the, the business guys are going to go by what's worked in the past and mm-hmm. what especially when you're talking about a big game but for a little game like this this is where you would take a chance like that because it's low risk or lower risk and the fact that they're not that they were even on a small release like this where the entry price is so low that you know they it seems like they don't even want to try to get the data to see if a female protagonist will sell well or not because until they've actually tried to sell a game like that i mean square enix has Tom, has tomb raider and they know how that did ultimately i mean it took a while to get started but they know that Tomb Raider was a positive thing for them and they're willing to take a chance on this. The other publishers need to have that data in order to be able to back that up, especially when you're backing you know, a, a $50, $100 million budget. But this is the kind of game where you would take that chance to find out and it seems like they don't even want to find out. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. It, it stifles innovation in gaming market, right? It, leaves, it ends up leaving the gamer with reiterations of old games that we've already seen. And Really, I want to have a game that excites me, that's new, that I'm not I'm already I'm not already knowing what the trope will already be by the time I've started the game. Yeah. I want to be surprised, and I hope that the game surprises me. So, I'm excited. Yeah, and then this also came the same week that we uh we found out that news about that Commander Shepard was originally animated as a woman. Yes. 
So Duh. we all knew it. We all knew it. I I honestly have no idea why anyone played through Mass Effect as Bro Shep. I Me just don't get either, it. But I apparently, don't get like it. a huge percentage of people do. What is, people are dumb. I'm dumb. Sorry. Well, <laughs> except for you, Steve. I was talking about other other people. That yeah, all those awkward. other men, you know, right. other. Why ones. would you play with Brochup? He's so his voice acting is boring. I mean, because I was a terrible person in 2008 when I started playing okay. the series. Then I was stuck okay. with him. Okay, okay. <laughs> the best reason I can think of to play as Brochup is he's very pretty. Like it's the same reason you might want to play Final Fantasy. Like you know the well, the you new can make game. him pretty. I mean, you don't you think get to the, choose the, how pretty you don't he think is. default Commander Shepard is hot? Yeah. Yeah, no, he is. I just mean you can you can make him even hotter if you want. I mean, I under How I understand can you do the that there. physically. But uh, <laughs> that's not enough for me. I would rather really? play as a woman. Yeah. So yeah, Steve, you're wrong. I'm sorry <laughs> that I was horrible in 2008, and I apologize. It's okay. okay. We all were. <laughs> <laughs> I was awesome. You're not. You're in not forgiven. I don't know. I probably didn't even give it any thought. I think I got it for like $10 out of like the bargain bin at Blockbuster back when Blockbuster was a thing. Like, oh, I heard about this game. I guess I'll try it. You know, the wow. the original, the first one. Blockbuster. So. Commander Shepard's meh. He's meh. Really? We're going to talk about hot guys <laughs> on this show. That's uh, let's, let's go back to the really? Final Fantasy guy. Because Commander Shepard, like, Bro Shep exists in real life. Like, that's based off a real model. So. Maybe the real model's, like, you know, fine. What's the model's name? Oh, what is his name? (laughs) Let's Um, all Google it right now. Joe Steele says that he played his Bro Shep to make him hit on the other guys, which I think is a valid. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. I'm looking up the model now. He's he's more handsome than his animated self. He's, He's a handsome guy. See, this is why we need to get better animations. Would you would you invite him over to play Street Fighter, Georgia? <laughs> I might. I might. With his long hair, he's definitely... I like him better with the longer hair. What's the model's name, though? Dutch model Mark. Oh, of course it's Vanderloo. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this Did is you good. have that information Steve, we already? Should put, we should put this guy's uh, photo- photography spread into the show notes. Just so that our listeners can for, appreciate for, it. For, for academic research purposes? Well, exactly. I just feel like that might be our audience. I have no idea what our audience is, but I, I feel like everybody can get something out of this guy. You know? Wait, Georgia, Georgia, I'm tweeting. I'm sending you some pictures to your phone. Oh, are you? So, are yeah. You? All right, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you three go look at some pictures on the internet while I tell our listeners about lynda.com. Okay. Um, so you can kickstart your new year and challenge yourself to learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com. Uh, Lynda is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business. Uh, they have software training for stuff like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. Uh, all their courses are taught by experts. New courses are added to the site every week. And if you want to set financial goals, you want to find work-life balance, you want to start a new hobby, you want to ask for a raise, find a new job, or just make yourself better at your current job this year, lynda.com has something for everyone. So you can sign up for your free 10-day trial today by visiting lynda.com slash isometric. You'll get unlimited access to every course on lynda.com. You can get view all those courses on iPhone and Android mobile devices, and you get access to new courses that are added every single week. If you're uh, looking to get into game dev, they have courses on Unity. On uh, if you want to teach your kids how to how to program, they have a programming for kids course. Uh, they have a code clinic where they every month they have a code challenge and uh, they're and then you share your solutions and and you're trying out a whole bunch of different programming languages. 
And, uh, you know, we've been using um, BrieUsesLinda.com all the time for, you know, when she has to learn something new on uh, whatever whatever it is you do during the day. <laughs> whatever it is I do, right? <laughs> None of us know. I don't On that know. thing she does. A game dev right. is just a mystery, Brie, and I just know that you wave a magic wand and a game comes out eventually. I've been, I've been blabbing about this for like five years to you now, Steve, on this show, ever since we started it back in 2003. <laughs> so... That math doesn't make sense at all. all, right, all you right. did not learn that math from Lynda.com. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I could go with your kids to their math tutor and I can like get some <laughs> lessons. That would be great. Uh, so do something good for yourself in 2015 and sign up for a free 10-day trial to Lynda.com by visiting Lynda.com slash isometric. And uh, thank you very much to Linda for supporting 5x5 and isometric. Love, Linda. Thanks for the picture. Brief. I'm just saying. Uh, oh. So Nintendo. Um, wait, wait. Are you sure the Rat Nintendo? I don't think Rat Nintendo yet. Are we? I'm pretty mm. sure we are. Let what? me think. Let me see. Oh, it geez. looks Here like we, go. we are. At yeah, Nintendo. I think it's the time for the end of the show, guys. <laughs> We're out of time. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. We are low we'll on have time to do today. That. Yeah. We'll have to do that next time. Somebody spent a whole lot of time talking about hot guys. I don't know who, but somebody like took up a ton of time on the show talking about that. Why are you making pointing at really me? inappropriate joystick jokes while doing so? I don't know who that was. So, yeah, that's probably why. You were making inappropriate joystick jokes? I must have missed that. I'll have to edit that out later. <laughs> Steve, Watch just, just tell us your feelings. So they had a Nintendo Direct on Wednesday, and they announced a new 3DS. There's a few things that happened through the course of the the Nintendo Direct. So, I mean, I guess we can start with the good stuff. They're re- they're re-releasing Metroid Prime Trilogy as a download that's going to be available in a couple weeks, which is notoriously out of print. And I guess they figured out how to make Wii games downloadable to the Wii U. So, that's at least something good. And they're going to be releasing it for like ten dollars when it comes out at the end of the month. So that's kind of a no-brainer. I almost have ten dollars. Sorry. You- <laughs> You need to buy a Wii U, Georgia. We keep telling you this. No, no, no. We're all saving up for that cannon arm for you for some reason. It's only going to be another six weeks. We'll pool our money together. <laughs> so anyway, so they, so they announced a new 3DS. It's coming out in February. And there, there were, you know, they go through their whole spiel. But then there's a whole bunch of stuff that started coming out about how they're handling the launch. The, the first one, which isn't related to the new 3DS, just kind of like a little annoying thing is that they announced Mario Party 10, which, you know, nobody needs to pay attention to. And it came out that the Amiibos can... If you want to use your Amiibo in Mario Party, you need to delete all of your Smash Brothers data off the Amiibo, which is... What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's pretty dumb. It's extremely dumb. Well, but no, then again, they probably put a very small chip in it as far as, like, the amount of data it can store. So that actually makes sense. It it makes sense from an implementation standpoint. The fact that they've been touting this as a multi-game toy and they can't hold data for more than one game when you're taking it back and forth, it it seems like a really bad decision. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, Steve, are you telling me that Nintendo made a decision (laughs) to put some lower cost hardware in their product to save some money and are asking the consumers to deal with it? 
I I can't believe this. Somebody hand me some alcohol because my reality has just been shattered. Oh no, I, I'm I'm okay. on your I'm in your camp now, Bree. I'm okay. I'm there with you now. I, I before you started this round, I'm like, oh god, what is Steve gonna be pissed about this week? Like, let's just get to it. Okay, fine. Fine. Let's do it. Let's keep going. Let's go okay. down the, the dark okay. the dark hole. The dark Nintendo rabbit hole. Okay. So they are not releasing the new the smaller new 3DS in the US, which I mean I'm not particularly upset about, but I know that there are a lot of people who are because they are releasing it in every other region. And I know that there were a lot of people really? who were I mean you Brie, you were looking forward to that too, weren't you? The smaller um, one? If I if I had to choose between the I've had both of them, I prefer the smaller one, yeah. Though, though they did say on the box that this version has better 3D technology, so yeah, it's got like fa- it, it's got like face tracking 3D. Well, if that's the case, then that that might help. That might make it better. So the larger one, George. Yeah, I would call okay. judgment on that. Okay. The kicker, though, and and why I've been upset for two days, and <laughs> it's. This, you, uh, you know, you people are so mean to me. I swear to God. <laughs> We uh, love you, Steve. I know. You're a special snowflake. Oh, I, I am. I am a very special snowflake. They're not including a charger with the new 3DS. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh? So Why? How can that even be? Yeah. Why? So you're buying... Okay. So thank you. So you're finally upset about the same thing yeah, I'm yeah, upset yeah, about. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, that's fair. I'm, I'm looking for more information. Okay. <laughs> so they are not including a charger when you buy it. So Why? when you buy it, you just get the thing and that's it. Their their rationale is that their customers probably have plenty of these lying around and it's a cost savings to them what? to not have to pay for I, – I can't even – I'm having trouble getting the words out of my mouth with a straight face. That it's a cost savings to those customers to not have to pay for an AC adapter when they already have one, which is – the biggest load of crap I've I've ever heard in my life, and it's ah. and so my friend of the show Mike Hurley tweeted at me today. This is this is even worse. So he had bought in in the UK. He had bought uh, the smaller new 3DS, and he bought it through Nintendo's website. And when you buy it there, it says free gift AC adapter, Ooh. and it's like oh. no, that should be in, that should be in the box. So. I mean, wow. this is this is the kind of thing that, like, I've and I've been I've defended them you have, in in the past, and I'm done. I'm done, and I'm I'm I don't want to say that they have low standards, but I want I will say that they are extremely short sighted because they're charging ten dollars for the charger, which is not a ton of money. At the end of the day, is it going to keep anybody from buy, You know, is it going to keep me from buying it? Probably not. Eventually, but the fact of the matter is that it just makes the whole thing seem cheap. And there's no legitimate reason other than saving Nintendo money to not include a charger for a battery-powered console in the box. It, it's, it cheapens the experience. At the end of the day, the only thing that they have is the, the experience and the feeling that their customers have towards Nintendo. And what this says is basically... We don't really care, and we're going to take advantage and exploit that loyalty to, if it's going to save us a couple of dollars, which it can't be more than a couple of dollars for an AC adapter to throw it in the box. 
So that's why I, I'm upset I just this don't week. understand why this is a revelation to you. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you, but yeah, this has been Nintendo's course of action. It's one for... bridge too far. It's a bridge too far is what it is. Yeah. I feel like you yeah. said it was a bridge too far last time you ranted about Nintendo on the show, though. <laughs> People write in and say if Steve said the phrase bridge too far in that episode. I don't remember. Every bridge is a bridge too far. I'm just saying <laughs> you've said that before, and I feel like you don't necessarily get to say it's a bridge too far if you also just admitted two seconds ago that you're still going to buy it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can, okay. I, can I say something about that? It's a bridge that, sort of far. <laughs> Steve, you, you teach people how they can treat you. And by actually buying it, you are telling Nintendo it's actually okay. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. I'm seriously conflicted about it because I was ready. Like, I had tur- made sure that my, because they're doing this ambassador thing. In, in the UK where they were sending out emails to Club Nintendo owners who were platinum and giving them a chance to buy it ahead of time. I'd even gone through and I'd had a, I'd had a conversation with Maureen. I'm like, I'm turning on the emails again to make sure that the emails are on. I If we get this thing, are we just going to go buy it? And we'd agree that we were going to. And now that this is happening, I mean, I'm certainly not buying it at launch. I, I don't know if I – I may not. I, I may just not because it's it seems like such a – such a betrayal of trust almost yeah. you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's such a small thing and and that's kind of the point of it is that it's such a small thing to not include that it's it's just like why wouldn't you this is a it's a battery powered device i there's no other thing like this that doesn't include some sort of a way to charge it i can only imagine like and so they open this thing up on christmas day the parent doesn't know that it that's giving it to their kid doesn't realize that it doesn't come with an ac adapter they open it up they burn out the battery and then the kids devastated because they can't play it with it the rest of the day yeah. and have to wait for the next day to to get an adapter to be able to play it again that's a terrible experience and there's no reason for it it's it's the same way that i feel when they don't come with batteries whenever you have doesn't come with batteries you know you expect it to not come with batteries and usually it tells you that but not to have an adapter you're going to be playing it and sometimes it might not be charged when you first get it and you can't use it and you cannot charge it and some people may not know where to get the charger and how do they go about it and they might be sold out it seems like a complete betrayal of trust and the worst part is that a lot of the people that are going to be getting this are children and exactly they they don't take these things well they want to play their games they don't understand how their parents may not be that technologically knowledgeable and figure that it must be there and their child must have lost it it just it sounds like such a horrible experience so, so this is why I'm going to buy this. Okay. Um, Just to spite me? Is that... <laughs> I'm going to buy two of them, yeah. <laughs> no, friend of the show, like Danielle, was, was talking about this today. I, I had a lot of my journalist friends were got copies of this today and were, were looking at it. And, you know, they, they, they say it covers a lot of my original complaints with the 3DS. It's thinner. The OS is faster. Like, it just feels better put together. And, you know, like, right now I'm rocking a 3DS like the very, very first gen that was, you know, I got used from a listener of Isometric and, you know, replaced the battery in and, you know, it's, it's barely holding together. Do you know when you'll have some, some political host and they'll, they'll say something that's just unbelievably obnoxious and everybody, like, gets all up in arms about it? Like, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. This is what Nintendo does. They've done it for, like, two decades. They do it regularly. And, I mean, I don't know. It's like, of course they're going to do that to, I mean... You know, kids being upset because parents aren't informed, like, that's not, like, really my mission. I mean, it's not even my problem, necessarily. I mean, sure. I, if I buy this, I've got three chargers sitting around the house. Well, I did just have to buy 
another two chargers because I lost mine along with my 3DS. So I, I think that's a very mistaken assumption on their part. But, yeah. Uh, well, if you trade it in, you have to trade in the charger with it. And but, there's going to be a lot of people uh, sure. who can't necessarily afford $200 and are using that money to trade up towards the new one. And that's $10 less that they're getting for their trade. I, well, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys can stand on principle and and not worry about and just get it because I will be holding the fort and I won't get it for you guys. So don't worry. Go pick <laughs> okay. it up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Georgia. You're welcome. See, I would have thought you'd be happy this week, Steve. I mean, Metroid uh, <laughs> Metroid Prime coming out there that shows they finally got emulation worked out well for the for the Wii U. Uh, what was the other game that just came out to Wii U? It's huge. Um, there's some. I mean, they they're they're clearly on a roll lately. Yeah, I was already annoyed when they announced the Pokemon game. That's basically Pokemon Candy Crush. Ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're 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 re- they're releasing a free to play game that's using the Candy Crush like lives and and in app purchase mechanic on the 3ds, which seems odd. <sighs> the, guys, Georgia and Maddie, do you guys have that girlfriend? And <laughs> you know, she'll come to you and she'll come have dinner with you, and she'll be like, "I just don't know about him. He just." He just does this, and I'm just not sure we could get. We should get married, and I just don't know. And she starts talking to you, and you're like, in your mind, you're going, "Don't get married! Oh my god, don't get married!" And you're saying in your head, and you're like, "I can't say that because she's gonna hate me forever if I say that." But oh my god, just realize you do not need to be in a relationship together. This is not working, Steve. You need to break up with Nintendo. You need to. This is not healthy. I need yeah, to take Reggie like, to Doctor Phil or something. Is what point, I need to you're do. You're just getting bitter about weird I know. little things that don't even matter like why are you bad about pokemon candy crush sure fine it's a cash grab but it's a cute idea like you wouldn't have even been mad about it if you weren't so upset about this (laughs) silly ac adapter thing and yes i called it silly because it's ten dollars okay maybe it's 15 some people in the chat are saying it's 15 (laughs) dollars i'm sorry i'm gonna take the controversial stance that i don't think this is that big of a deal Maybe it's because I don't have kids, and maybe it's because I know enough about technology to know that I, whatever the GameStop man says I have to buy, I should probably believe him. If he says it's not in the box, I'm going to be like, yeah, you're probably right. But also, I saw people tweeting all day about the fact that apparently, culturally, Japan never includes AC adapters with any of their stuff. I'm not sure whether that's true because I don't live there, but this is probably just yet another example of Nintendo not caring about any other country other than the one in which they are based. And yes, that's very annoying that they don't care about other cultures, (laughs) but that is historically true for them and has been for all time. So actually, nothing about this is surprising. Maybe we should be thankful that they gave us AC adapters all along and we didn't even know that they were catering to us. And now they're taking it away, probably because they're broke. I don't know. I don't buy that argument that you just gave me because that flies in the face of the same reason that they are not releasing the three the smaller 3DS in this country is that they say that all the regions operate independently and mm-hmm. that they all make their own decisions. Well, so so and they know they have to know that not offering an AC adapter in the United States yeah, where that's I mean, not they done do know. is, and, is and, like, monkey they balls. They don't care. I mean, they honestly, the answer is that they don't care. But the difference between me and you is that that doesn't deeply disturb me and like keep me awake at night. I'm just like, well, Nintendo continues to not care about what I think as an American. They never have in the past. 
they they really don't care about giving me more Metroid games. <laughs> they super don't because nobody in Japan cares oh, about George, those you're games. George, you making me so happy playing Mega Man music. <laughs> Sorry, they I are. thought things were getting it's a little okay. heated. I just wanted but anyway, to. They're giving okay. me Metroid Prime, okay. so whatever. It's yeah, fine. I, I am looking forward to being able to play that because I haven't. I don't. I think I played a little bit of the first one, and that's one of the games that I've wanted to. Well, let me just go ahead and warn you that they're really hard. I know they you are. You know that, right? I know they are. Okay. I I don't know that they hold up in the sense that if you aren't a kid with tons of time on their hands, they could yeah. be tough. Um. I, it's worth it. It's worth ten dollars to me to find out if I gave up on them because they're hard, or if I gave up on them because of ADD. Uh huh. So I, I, I'm going to predict it was both, but also they're really hard. So <laughs> I, I'll just warn you. I, I just want to tell you, Steve. There is there is a console manufacturer out there that will treat you better <laughs> and will treat you the way that you need to be treated. We'll play these games with you. Like you, you just, deserve to be Steve, in a you relationship. Need to see Nintendo as a casual hookup right. and right. not just as a potential to, husband. Yeah, you just maybe need to you guys stop. will get exactly. Yeah. You know, my friend Microsoft, like I'll introduce you to my friend Microsoft. And <laughs> You don't like Microsoft, like they'll give you an, an AC adapter. I can't take you know, Microsoft into bed with me, though. They... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Whoa. you can. I'm out of here, guys. I'll see you all next week. Uh... When is Microsoft going to put out a, a cool handheld? Good as the 3DS. Never, right? Yeah, it'll play television, probably. It'll be like a Watchman. I'd probably get that. Um,. All right. Anyway, so that that's why that's why I'm upset. I, I just I worry about I worry that they're they're you know losing sight of what they're doing to their customer base. Don't see this as new behavior at all, though. I, I think it's it's more flagrant, though. I just want to say that it's I appreciate the wild out of characterness of Nintendo releasing the Metroid Prime trilogy again because they don't need to do that and. It's not the kind of thing they would do, like, to sit there and be like, oh, wow, this is a game that people actually want to play again. Nintendo never puts out those. They never, like, re-release a game that people are interested in, but they're actually doing that. So I was surprised by that. And Yeah, that was the biggest, that was the most positive surprise of uh, of the whole Nintendo Direct, so... And in exchange for that, I am willing to spend 10 to $15 on an AC adapter that I, as an intelligent consumer, know to purchase. What about what about like uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two? Like, I mean, that's a well-known game that's out there now. So yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one. Oh my God, Steve! <laughs> Steve's in a bad mood. He is. I'm in a great mood. I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> now Steve's being defensive about how good a mood he's in. Ooh. <laughs> That was oh, scary. Good. I'm sorry. I'm slightly traumatized. Don't worry. None of this really <laughs> matters. <laughs> Steve is... Steve... Steve's is turned I'm, I'm to the free, dark side. Free this Nintendo like from their suffering is what's going to happen. Whoa, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. That was a joke. That's Nintendo that was a joke. offices, don't worry. Steve will not be showing up anytime soon. No. No, it's too... It's I'm. I'm too cheap to fly to Seattle anyway. All right, should we talk wow. about what we're playing? I think we should end the show as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> uh, so what are you playing this week, Bree? Uh... Uh... 
So there is, there is a new, so, okay. So let me tell you about my unhealthy addiction with Tiny Tower. <laughs> so, so my lead engineer, um, like basically one day I'm chilling over at her place and we're having an engineering meeting and she's like playing Tiny Tower. And then like, I'm like, well, I'm going to beat Maria in Tiny Tower. So I get <laughs> obsessed with Tiny Tower and like Maria just stops playing it. And like, I'm like, I'm going to get past level 158. Yeah. I keep playing. I keep playing. I keep playing it. And I finally beat her. And then I just could not stop. And next thing I knew, like I had every single Tiny Tower ever. And I platinum Tiny Tower, which is the biggest waste of time I've ever done. So I deliberately have not played those games for years because they're not fun. And it just, it turns into this unhealthy thing where like, if you get up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, I got to go check my tiny tower and restock my tower. Like I'm wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have relapsed and uh, (laughs) there is a, it's not, I don't think it's made by the same people as Tiny Tower Nimble Bits, but it's basically a Star Trek game. Uh, But it's actually much better done than Tiny Tower. It's very true to the show. It has all the same sound effects. Um, It has missions. It has writing. It it feels very, very true to the series. So ultimately you're building levels and you're, you're like, building up your starship uh but it feels the gameplay is more fun than tiny tower is um it's just it's very true it's very rewarding for a star trek fan i do have to say my problem with this game which is called trexels is um it is it falls for this same pit that star trek typically falls into that it has all the characters that men that like star trek enjoy so Captain Janeway is nowhere to be found. Voyager is nowhere to be found. You know, there are a lot more male celebrity captains than there are women, you know. And and they do kind of fill out women with the guest roles for some of the, the adventures where you can pay money and, like, beam people like Nurse Chapel onto your ship and go on an adventure with them. But it's just, it, it really lacks a lot of the, my favorite characters from the show. And it's, it's really apparent, you know, who programmed and designed this game. So that said, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. And uh, if you are able to control your tiny tower addiction better than I am, I think it's a really good game. Uh, I could also say I'm definitely looking forward to, I've actually never beaten a Metroid Prime game. So I'm going to try it again. I do you know if they upscaled this version of it at no, all? No, it's the same it's the Wii version. It's the Wii it's Metro Prime Trilogy. So it's the Wii version yeah, that they released the, with the Wiimote controls. Yeah, they they did already remake it once, which you might already know, Bree, but there was like a GameCube version of it and yeah. So this version is going to be a re-release of the version that has the Wiimote controls, which some people don't like. It's sort of like uh, you point the Wiimote at the screen to shoot, which it's sort of like those Umbrella Chronicles Resident Evil games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of hurts your arm after a while. I I don't mind it. I liked those controls better than... Yeah, because the other one, you it ha- didn't it have you like moving the cursor around on the screen to, to aim or something? Yes, because yeah. it didn't have dual sticks, so you weren't right, like controlling right. the camera. I mean, the uh, playing Metroid Prime the original way, it's not it's harder. So I, I personally think it's slightly easier to use the Wiimote pointed at the screen, but that's also pretty difficult. So 
I don't know. I, I also don't know if maybe you'll be able to play with the Pro Controller this time. They said only if it supported the Classic Controller, which I've been reading and I don't think this, this version did. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's kind of too bad, but... Will you be I, able to target with the with the Wii U controller, like the touchpad? No, probably. That's that's what we're saying is that probably not, unless it supported so the classic controller. I have to get controller. out a hoopty Wii boat and point that at my television <laughs> and like nunchuck. Some, yep, that's oh, so stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's angry at Nintendo now, Brie? <laughs> <laughs> Brie, I have a question. Yes. Does does the the Star Trek game does it have tribbles? Not that I've seen so far. Okay, forget about it then. I am kind of sad that it's not Nimblebit that did it because, I, I mean, especially after ha- what happened with them. I don't know if you heard what happened with them with, no, with no. Tiny Death Star. No. Apparently, Disney just pulled the license out from under them one day. So one day they were in the store and the next day they weren't. Ooh. And so they were making a lot of money and then Disney said, nope, we're, we're moving on and we're doing other things and you're out of the store now. Wow. So I don't know how much that hurt them, but I would have liked to have see them come up with something new to know that they're, you know, back on their feet. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So, uh, Georgia, what are you playing this week? So what I played this week um, under threat of death was. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Say the words I've wanted to hear for so long, Georgia. Mass Effect 2. Yes. 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 <laughs> but I think I, I don't know if I should I start with Mass Effect 1? Like, should I start with the first one? Because the controls, there's a lot of buttons I have to learn in a really short period of time. And it's stressing me because I'm getting owned. No. Turn. Put it down on easy. What Georgia. class did you pick? And what is it? Mass Effect Two or One? Mass Effect Two. Huh? Should I start with Mass Effect One? No. What it's not going to help you, Georgia. Are you no? playing as a soldier? Or, or didn't ask me. What? Yes, it did. Are you sure yeah. you're playing Mass Effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you picked the you picked the class: Infiltrator, Vanguard, Biotic. No. Um, yeah, biotic. It's like the fancy schmancy sci-fi word for mage that they use. None of that ringing a bell. <laughs> I have to get my husband here. He downloaded it for me. Okay. Well, at the beginning of the game, maybe maybe you just didn't realize what you were choosing because there's a bunch of sci-fi words. But <laughs> I would recommend picking soldier <laughs> because it's the easiest one. Really? No, I think you- so. Really? Infiltrated? Yeah. Well, I it don't depends know on what it. you're good yeah. at, I guess. If you're me, soldier's the easiest one. There's one class that's hard, and it might be biotic, but I'd, I'd never have chosen that one, so I don't know. I choose soldier every time. But yeah, other people tweet advice at Georgia if you've done multiple playthroughs. Yeah, just set it down to easy. You know? Yeah, that yeah. too. Okay. It's no shame. Yeah, that's what I had to do to get through Mass Effect 3. You're there for really? the story anyway, so don't worry about it. Okay. Just uh, just pick whatever makes things go boom. Also, the layouts of equipment change in every game. So even if you started with Mass Effect 1, the way that your weapons and abilities are set up, it changes slightly each time. So I don't know that that would really help you that much. I feel like I had to learn a U- new UI every single Mass Effect. Oh, so okay. just, just go with what you got. You'll be fine. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll let you know this week. I'm sad that you're getting owned. I'm sorry. I was getting owned. Well, it's because it's like duck. And I'm like, oh, which button was duck? And I'm like trying to duck and they're just shooting me. And it's like, don't get shot. I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm trying not to get shot. And they're like, oh, you should duck. I'm like, yes, I'm trying to find the button for Uh, duck. Are you playing with with mouse and keyboard or are you playing with a controller? I'm playing with a controller. Okay, good. 
Yeah, well, you know what I would say to that? I'd be like, Would you? Would you keyboard. say I should pl- really? <laughs> but it's an Xbox game. It is, and I played really? it on the Xbox. So, well, we I'm playing on a on a version so that I you know like I need my controller because I don't know the on the keyboard and then I oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, You'll, it'll be okay. Yeah, put just it put it down easy. to easy. There's no shame in that at all. Okay, okay, I'll restart it on easy. Yeah. Easy. The combat is not the is not what you're playing that game for. No, for sure. Well, the opening was like really great, and so. So, Maddie, what are you playing this week? Okay. Um, you guys are going to kill me if I talk about Street Fighter again. But can I just say something really fast? So, <laughs> <laughs> You guys are going to kill me if I talk about Street Fighter. But let me go talk about Street Fighter for 20 minutes. I'm really sorry. It's I'm great. playing it. Um, so I modified my fight stick this week for the first time yeah. ever. Pretty big deal for me. Um, obviously, you know, I know how to build a computer, but I never actually tried to open my fight stick before. I've never changed out the buttons, although I should really do that because I think they're doing poorly. So that's, that's step two. Replace everything. Is that expensive to do? Um, no, it isn't. None of this is. So anyway, I got a modification to the joystick that makes it possible to detach the joystick so that you can carry it around with you more easily. And I got it at a place called Freak Mods, and that's PH Freak Mods. I don't know why they titled it something that ridiculous and gamer-y, but anyway, the thing came. It's called The Link, and it's so, so awesome that I have to recommend it because you can just click the joystick off, and it's kind of hard to click off, hard enough that you would never do it while you were playing, but easy enough that you can just click it off when you want to leave somebody's house with your fight stick again. And also... um I got, or technically Zach got, since this was all a Christmas present that I asked for, uh, Zach got me like a necklace that you can wear the joystick on so I can just click it on there and then leave. And it's awesome. It's so great. Really? Can and you show it? Send us a picture of that? Yeah. That just sounds yeah, neat. Really? Uh, that sounds it, like it accessorized well with your Metroid earrings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't look cool, but it it's fine. It's 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 more meant for transportation than looking good. But... I'm I'm mostly just really happy with it because I feel like I don't want to have to deal with finding a bag that fits my thing in it that doesn't damage the joystick. It was just a it's a source of stress for me because I carry my fight stick around with me a lot. So now I don't have to worry about it anymore. And whenever I finally get around to buying a PS4 fight stick, I'm definitely going to buy another one of these hmm. attachments because that's how much I like it. I will buy it again for every fight stick that it is huh, applicable to. Really? Because eh? I, this is really cool. It is so great. And um, yeah, so I, I, I've only been using it for like, I guess, two weeks since however long we haven't been recording. But I, yeah, unless it breaks next week, <laughs> I'll tell you if it breaks. But um, so far, I absolutely love it. Anyway, uh, also, just to mention another game that I played recently that isn't Street Fighter. <laughs> um, Davin Pavlis, who is one of... he, I follow him on Twitter. He's like one of the League of Legends people at Riot Games. He made a Twine game called Tea Leaves, and it predicts your future, but it takes place in this sort of spooky cyberpunk setting that I... I don't even know, but I, I loved it <laughs> and I, I don't like believe in any of that stuff at all, but I always like the idea of getting your future predicted and I wish I could believe in it. So the whole setting of that idea, it sort of reminded me of the giver. It's sort of that tone. If anybody read that book in elementary school, everybody in America did, right? 
you everybody gets their future predicted when they're a young kid and and so you play this game and you get to pick your future based on what you select and it's very cool sort of like tarot cards crossed with tea leaves crossed with the giver and i really liked it so yeah shout out to devin for making a really cool game so what platforms can you play that on what a twine game yeah, well, that particular... Can I play it on my Mac? That sounds yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twine games are always browser games, I should say, for anybody who doesn't know anything about them. I shouldn't I shouldn't just assume that people know. I don't usually play Twine games, so... Well, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's probably not your thing, because <laughs> <laughs> you can't really lose. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was pretty well written, and I oh. enjoyed it, so... Sounds yeah. really cool. It's a browser game, and it's free... Steven. All right. Oh, oh wow. Okay, that's very formal. <laughs> All right. Well, so we had a sick kid on Sunday, so we ended up just kind of hanging out, and I was I decided to go through some of my Steam backlog. So I had gotten this game a long time ago. I, I've got two games to talk about this week. So one of them, I only played a little bit because I bought it for my oldest daughter and I had to play through, and then she kind of got bored with it with a little bit, but I liked it, uh, called The Marvelous Mistake. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a stealth game starring this, uh, this woman who is descended from this like super like hardcore art thief and then someone's stolen all the art away from her and she needs to go back and, and steal it back again. And it's this really, it's got this really interesting kind of cell shaded art style. It like everything you play entirely with the mouse. So it's like, you'll, you'll click around to move and then you'll hold down on her to, like whistle and get the guard's attention and the right mouse button to like throw a noisemaker and distract them and stuff like that. I, I liked it a lot. My, I offered to let my daughter play. She didn't want to, um, which is typical with steam games, unfortunately. So she watched me for a while and the, I I think it was just something that she didn't like when the guards caught you and it made a loud noise. Mm, Um, so that kind of freaked her out, but I thought it was really adorable. So there's three playable characters. I've only unlocked, um, Sophia Take was the first, the, the, the titular main character, but there's three main characters. Two of them are women and one of them is a guy, but he's black. So there's no straight white guys protagonist in the game. So that's also interesting. Well, I, yeah. I, I like it. I want to play it more, but I want to save it for her. But I don't, if she's completely uninterested, then I'll just go play through it myself. But well. so once she got bored of that, I went on to play another game that I've kind of had on my, I want to try this again now that I'm getting treatment for ADD lists called Dungeon of the Endless, uh, which Ooh. is a this is kind of like uh, up the Necrodancer realm where except instead of being a, a cross of a roguelike dungeon crawler and a rhythm game, it's a cross of a roguelike dungeon crawler and a tower defense game. Oh, Ooh. wow. This looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really good. It's really it's I so I sat down to play it and I'd I'd had trouble with it before and I sat down with this on Sunday afternoon and I ended up playing for like four straight hours which is, you know, unheard of for me. So uh, again, I don't know how much of the game and how much of it is, you know, the medicine, but whatever, but you're you pick two characters to start with and there are two male characters and two female characters. They're all kind of made up of they're like plays on different movie or video game characters. There's one who's very clearly a, a, a knockoff of uh, Zero Suit Samus called Sarah Neron or something like that. It's like a like her name is an anagram of Samus Aaron. So you have these these characters and the the turns 
in the game, instead of like the turn being the attack, the turn is when you open a door to go into the next room and then you'll get attacked by a wave of enemies and you'll have to build things to get more resources and you'll have to build defenses to help you. Uh, to help your characters defend against these guys. And it's there's a lot of strategy. It's really difficult. I'm playing on easy, which is like the default, the default difficulty. And it's it's not at all. But I've gotten down to like four floors and you have to get through 12 in order to clear like the first. In order to win the game, you have to go through 12 floors of this thing. You'll go through and you'll unlock other characters that you'll find along the way. Or you'll find merchants who will sell you equipment. You'll level up your characters um, you'll be able to research other weapons and stuff like that. It's it's really deep, but it's really, really interesting. And I'm really – I'm kind of sad that I didn't play it before the end of the year because this might – you know, I mean I'm only just getting into it now. But this might have pushed like Crypto the Necrodancer for something that I would have, you know, really been pushing for oh. for Game of the Year. I, I mm. like it. I I also bought Endless Endless Legend from them, which is like a fantasy swords and sorcery civilization type game. But that's I'm – not, I'm not there yet to be able to play that. But that that's from the same company. But Dungeon of the Endless, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. It's oh, it's fantastic. It looks amazing. So I mean it's got kind of the pixel art style that I know Brie doesn't necessarily appeal to you all the time, but um I I I'm really, really impressed with it. Do you mind if I ask how the ADHD thing is going? It's it's going okay. I started medication. I, I'm taking Adderall. I'll just say it, you know, it's just no mm-hmm. there's no shame in it. Nope. Um, I'm taking, so I'm taking Adderall. It's kind of like being nearsighted and putting glasses on, mm-hmm. except that I don't, it, I, like, I'm not, I'm not blind, but I'm, you know, like it, things are a little bit fuzzy. And then when I take the medicine, I feel like I can see better, except I can see kind of mentally. Hmm. What I noticed about myself is that when I would get confronted with anything, that's really kind of like a multi-step problem or something complex. Like I would get like physically tired. Hmm. Like I would feel my eyelids like physically getting heavy. And I don't feel like that when I'm on the medication. Oh. So the the downside is that it lasts nine hours and then I crash really hard because it's a stimulant and then the stimulant leaves my body and I'm like DOA for like – yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm completely out of it for about an hour or, or more. And, and the problem is that that happens to be when I'm getting home from work and when the kids are, are you know, <laughs> are the most – active so that's kind of but i'm going back again on tuesday and hopefully i'll get that adjusted but it's the problem is that because i you know i kind of have to choose the nine hour block of time that i'm human Uh um i've have to put that towards the day job so i haven't really been able to play as many games as i would like during the week because by the time that i get home i'm completely zonked um because it's worn off but that that was like when I was playing all this on Sunday, I was on the medication hmm. and it was like, this is, this in particular is a game that's really kind of hard to get. It's, it's not super complicated, but it's hard to get started. And I just couldn't grok it. And then when I was playing it on Sunday, it was like, okay, this is not hard. This makes sense. I just need to do this. And it, it just clicked in a way that I couldn't get myself to just stay with it long enough to be able to figure out. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm really optimistic about, you know, how this is going to help me. I really am. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this was a really, you know, I mean, I've gone through all the, you know, regret, I, you know, how, you know, all the stuff that I could have spent the last 35 years doing, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it took me the time to get to the appointment because, you know, Georgia gave me a lot of good advice as far as things that I could do while I was waiting for the appointment and, and things that I could do to kind of retrain my brain. And, Cause it's not, it's not like a magic bullet. It's like, 
it gives me more stamina to, to to work through, but I still have the same impulses that I need to kind of keep at bay. But it, it so knowing those techniques kind of helps me do that. But the medicine also makes that gives me more more like stamina to be able to do that. Oh. So it, it's really been it's been positive. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, you know, after I wrote that blog post too, and say that that's something that they've thought about for themselves and they might look into getting evaluated too. And I, oh. I think that if that does speak to you, I mean, I, you know, I'm only three weeks into this, but if that does speak to you, I mean, it's worth at least finding out for sure. And then being able to do something about it because I'm, I'm kind of upset with myself a little bit that, you know, I didn't know, I mean, you know, how would I, but, yeah. um, you know, and, and almost that almost upset with myself that I didn't well enough to compensate when I was in school to, to kind of mask it so mm-hmm. that I never did get evaluated. But, um, you know, I'm really optimistic about how this is going to turn out. I am. So. I hope it works out for you. I, I do too. I'm, I'm happy that I went down this route. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wish I had a joke to close the show no out. Way. Right oh, after this is that. very yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. Steve's life is changing for the better. Uh, you know, I'm breaking up with the Nintendo. I'm, I'm getting on, I'm getting on <laughs> ADD medication. No, everything's, everything's not. coming up Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to end on a happy note. Yeah, there we go. There we go. George, are you going to snipe me to death? Are you going to do that? (laughs) Are you going to do that? Only with hugs. Okay. I can't. I I can't wait on our side. Like she might be terrifying, but I feel like George is always going to protect us. Yeah. Careful. George has also spent a lot of time playing Five Nights at Freddy's. That's that's a scary game. That's a scary game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the whole killing you with hugs thing, you know, she's played Five Nights at Freddy's, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am not animatronic. You're not Freddy Fazbear in real life? No. no. We don't know that. No. <laughs> well, we're going to find out at PAX East. Okay. We not are. if I'm Freddy. We're going to find out about the hugs. Oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun that weekend. Seriously. Oh, I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. If it's anything like when we met in Boston for for hibachi like this is going to be i i uh, like we might have to finish the rest of the show in like a uh, cell oh we we didn't even say that Bree and I are going to be on other panels that weekend too Whoa. oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 um maybe we know. should say what they are yeah so i'm going to be on a uh, on a parenting and gaming panel uh with Amanda Warner and a few other people on uh Saturday morning at 10:30 and then, Brie, when is your panel? Uh, I'm doing a panel with Kim Swift, and it is on uh, do you really get censored in the game industry? So I have no idea when it is. <laughs> it's censored. She can't say. Right. <laughs> I, I have to tell you guys, like going into PAX, so, you know, it's a little different when you have to work the show other than attend the show. So I'm going to be coming off of a week of networking at GDC and speaking at GDC. Um, you know, doing a ton of business meetings there, then flying back, going to PAX East and working the show floor all weekend for a you know, giant space cat. So I will give you everything I've got, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a busy week. You well, better Brie. We'll I run will. around and have fun for you. <laughs> if you have that sniper rifle, Georgia, I will do anything you say. Okay. Don't, don't you worry whatever about that. We need, whatever we need to do <laughs> whatever it takes. to make you. Yeah, yeah. hello. I hope they have yeah. that giant VR treadmill so we could get video of, like, Georgia running around in the in the giant uh, hamster ball. 
Oh my God, that would be amazing. We got to take another video of Georgia jumping on stuff. That's what she yeah. does at every con, right? I'll take that's it. What, that's what we. That's what we need to do. Is we need to get we need to get Georgia's husband to come down with the video equipment, and we just need to get Georgia like on video, just you know, har- just just harassing uh, different booths. I, I'm game. It's, it's, it's happening. <laughs> harassing it's happening. the booths at PAX is a little different than CES. I think. Eh. Is there it? are more lines. You can't just walk up and jump on a mattress. Oh, Maddie, you have not met me. Okay. Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. We'll see. There will be a mattress there, no matter what. Okay. Uh, we want to thank uh, the people who uh, tweeted about the show uh, over the past couple weeks. Uh, EDITB, Joe Karen 91 M. Neparath, Jace, Sanders, Nerd Dragon, Wise Words, Goins, The Joe Duvall, Tatia Sanchez, CG Saw, Real EDC 30, uh, Kyle B. Russell, Brooks Travis, Andrew Janke, and everybody else who tweeted about the show. Thank you so much for telling other people about it. Uh, we totally appreciate it. Uh, we also appreciate uh, the reviews that you guys leave for us on iTunes. Um, there was actually an, a review... It must have been like a fifteen hundred word review that somebody left for us a couple what? a couple of days ago. Uh, L B U T L R, I believe, was the username. Uh, I'm pulling it out of memory, but yeah, it's like there was a, a review that somebody left to us that was like a whole like long um, like like manifesto about how awesome the show is. Oh um, wow! Yeah, I'm gonna stop recording the show and just go read all this awesomeness right now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, and we also had a couple of write ups on on blogs this week. Really? Two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put the links to both those reviews at the, on those sites in the show notes, and you can go check those out as well. So you can find the show notes for the show and every show at 5x5.tv slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send us email uh, to feedback at isometricshow.com, and you can follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at isometricshow. I am at Wicked Good. Bree, where can people find you? Uh, talking smack about Total Biscuit is where you can find me. And also on Twitter, it's Space Cat Gal. And Maddie, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Samus Clone. And Georgia? Georgia underscore Dow. So thank you, as always, for listening. And we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Yeah.